I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. This episode of Publishing Secrets is sponsored by the Connect and Convert Content Club for Christian Authors. You know what? I get it. You just want to glorify God, write, connect with your readers, and earn a comfortable living. You don't want to be stuck in this never-ending cycle of planning, researching, and creating content. You know that you need to build an author platform. You've heard that again and again, but the question is how? With everything that I have on my plate, How do I do this in a way that really connects with my audience? Well, here's the good news. The Connect and Convert Content Club was created with you in mind. It's going to relieve the stress, save you time, and help you build a brand and a following quickly. So join us in the Connect and Convert Content Club. You'll find the link in the show notes to learn more, and you'll never have to worry about what to post again. Have you put your calling on pause. You know how it is, right? We have so many things on our to-do list that often the thing that God is calling us to is nudging us to is on the back burner. Well, if that's where you are today, then Daphne Johnson has a message just for you because she's been where you are. There was a wide stretch of time between her first book and her current release. And God, you know how he works, orchestrated a series of events to bring her to this place and this time. And you know what? I believe that you are listening to this episode right now because God wants to send you that same message. It's time to take your calling and your dreams off pause. Not just because you will be fulfilled by the writing process and publishing your book and getting your message out there, but because there is a tribe that is waiting on you to help them get from where they are to where they need to be. But it all depends on your yes. Enjoy. Well, Daphne, thank you so much for taking time to be here with us for this author spotlight with the Christian Authors Network. We really appreciate you coming and sharing your story with us. I know that it's just going to be a blessing to those that hear about your journey as an author and even as a mom and all the different roles that you play. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Coach Tim. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm really excited to talk to your audience. Absolutely. And to you, obviously. Well, (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I've had a chance to read the book that we will talk about your latest project. And in doing so, I learned so much about your journey as a writer and an author. 
And one of the things that stood out for me is that this actually goes way, way, way back for you. So tell us a little bit about how you were as a child and the role that writing really played in your life. Wow. You know what? I have been that kid that always loved to write. I would write short stories. I would write poetry. When it was time for me to get a typewriter, when they invented type, well, they invented them while before me, but when I got a typewriter, I had the little electric typewriter with the correction ribbon on it. And I just remember that being one of my most prized possessions because I could just Mm -hmm. escape and write and do the correction and all that. But then as I got older, obviously when word processors came out, that was definitely a game changer. But I just have always loved to write. And I can remember having poetry published in high school. We had a magazine called Chrysalis. And the magazine would publish pieces by students. And I had pieces that were published in Chrysalis. I remember writing for a contest and publishing a piece for a contest. And then taking creative writing in college. And actually having pieces that were critiqued by, you know, peers and by professors and really getting great feedback. And that was probably one of the highlights of being a student when I was in college. I can also recall just getting good grades in English and anything writing. So it's always been something that's been in me. And I've always aspired to write, even so much so that I looked into writing for magazines, writing for greeting cards. It was just something that I just enjoyed and really wanted to do. Wow. You know, it's so funny how God works, how he plants that seed inside of us for some people like you from a really early age. And I'm sure at that point, you didn't know what was to come, but you started saying yes, even then to the opportunities that presented themselves to you. So wrote as a child, excited about word processors. I remember those days too. Writing in college. What happened, Daphne, as you grew up and you started, your career started to take off? Did writing still stay at the forefront for you? It did not. And, you know, sometimes I look back on that and I wonder how did I miss that, right? But sometimes Mm -hmm. we miss it and it's down deep inside of us. And at some point it has to come out. And so I'm just glad that at some point it really did come out, but my career actually just took me in different direction. I started out in retail management, and then I went into the banking and insurance industry. I will say that the opportunities that I had in all of my jobs where I got a chance to write something creative, I loved it. Mm. And so that was always, you know, the fun thing to do. I'd raise my hand to do some of that creative because it was something, A, that I felt like I was good at and B, something that I really enjoyed. Absolutely. So it was still there, maybe in the background a little bit, but it was still there and it would show up and contribute even in spaces that maybe we wouldn't always think of writing and creativity playing a role. So you're in your professional career things are are going well, what shifts you to the point that you write your first book, which is designed to inspire, so I'd love to talk about this a little bit, designed to inspire single moms. Tell us a little bit about what actually sparked you to say yes and write the first book. Sure. It was actually my own search for inspiration, for encouragement, as I found myself on a path that I didn't expect myself to be on. And so going from, you know, married with two kids to divorce with two small kids, 
that was something that I needed to work on my own my own mindset of how can I successfully navigate this time in my life and raise healthy children. So I went to the Bible and the Bible was my source of inspiration and encouragement. And I also journaled during that season in my life as well. I remember, matter of fact, one of the most um, memorable things I did was I started a gratitude journal. And that was sparked by an episode of Oprah, where she talked about gratitude and gratitude journaling. And so that was an encouragement for me. And then I found that through my writing, I could probably take what I'd written and encourage others with what I was writing. And I was also very much involved in studying scriptures and teaching scriptures, actually, because at some point while my kids were small, I also um, said yes to ministry. So as a minister, you know, the Bible became the tool for me to study so that I could help you know, encourage people in the word. So it became kind of a natural thing for me then to find a way to encourage people through the word as I experienced my own journey and felt like I'd overcome. Mm -hmm. So you're searching yourself. You don't find what you're looking for. So you decide to use that creativity that God has given you to create something that would encourage someone that was in a similar place as you were. Now, at that time, Daphne, did you feel like the book had an impact or the impact that you were expecting? Tell us a little bit about what happened after you published the book. Sure. It was very well received. I also had a blog at that time. So I had readers who would read the blog and who would read my book. And it was well received. And I would say that I even, matter of fact, I had someone ask me about it recently, if I still had that book available, because Mm -hmm. she would actually purchase copies from me to share with women who um, were in her care. She worked as a nurse and she would always encounter young single mothers. Mm -hmm. So I found that not only did it encourage people who would buy it for themselves, but people would buy it for gifts because it was also a tool to encourage another mother, maybe in a way that the individual couldn't find the words or couldn't make the impact. And since it's a devotional, you know, it takes the reader on a journey and you can spend some time and reflect and read and you don't have to read it in all just one setting. You know, you can stick it in your purse and take it with you. And, you know, you're sitting in the waiting room somewhere and you can give yourself a little pick me up. So I would say that it had a great impact, you know, from that perspective, but I later found out years ago, that it even had impact that I wasn't aware of at that time. Hmm. Yes. So you talk about this in the book, uh, your current book, She Said Yes, where you had an encounter in a very unlikely place that helped you to see just how impactful your earlier book was. Tell us a little bit about that encounter and, and what it really taught you. Sure. I have to say that to set it up, I was going to work each day, working as a HR manager, not feeling like I was doing what I really should be doing. And I was myself praying, saying, Lord, am I in the right place doing the right thing? Mm -hmm. And there was a specific day where I was interviewing a young lady for a position with the organization. And after the interview, she asked me if I'd written a book. And I thought, Um, Yes, I have written a book and it just didn't occur to me why she would ask, but she said, well, I don't want to miss the opportunity to say thank you. I read your book 
And she went on to explain how she came across my book and the circumstances around her life when she encountered vision-inspired living. She was living in a transitional shelter for women who were experiencing domestic violence. And so she shared with me that my book met her at a time when she felt as though her life held no worth, her self-esteem was at an all-time low, and it was through my book she was able to find hope and encouragement. Wow. Now, Daphne, do you know how Vision Inspired Living ended up in that shelter for the young woman to even be exposed to it? I have absolutely no idea how my book got into that shelter. And she shared with me the year that she was in the shelter, and it was several years after the book was published. So that part, the fact that it was out there and available at the time that she had the need. But that encounter was one that helped me to see that my obedience was definitely critical to meet that young lady at her point of need. And had I not mm-hmm. been obedient, it would have missed her. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's so important because, you know, this time you were able to see how the book, your yes, your obedience positively impacted this young lady. But there are also times where, A, we've said yes, we don't know, we never know the impact because all of these things are happening in the background. God is intentional in all that he does, but we may not ever know. But then there's also, this challenges us to think about the times when we don't say yes, and there was an opportunity, there was an appointed time for someone that could have been blessed if we had been obedient. So that's that's such a powerful reminder. So as you're listening to us, audience, you've got to make sure that you are being obedient, that you, when you get those nudges, that you are following God where he leads, because you just never know what he wants to do and what he wants to do through you. So you're an HR manager. You find out in a, what appeared to be a routine day that this young lady's life has been transformed forever based on reading a book that you don't even know how it got into the shelter. Tell me about how that impacted you. And you talked about this in the book But I wonder if you can bring life to it so that our listening audience knows how important it is and how fulfilling it is when you're obedient. Talk to us about what happened next after you found out the impact that your book had. Sure. First of all, I have to tell you that I sat at my desk in tears and then I had to leave and go to the bathroom because it was so jarring to have that experience. And then to realize that God set me up, you know, although I didn't feel as though I was doing the right thing, I was in the right place for him to send me the message to let me know, daughter, there is a call to write on your life. And here's a glimpse into one person who's been impacted by what you've written. So guess what? You need to be writing. And that really helped me to take my current project off the back burner because Mm. I'd been mulling it around thinking, okay, I want to go ahead and write a book. And this was following a sermon that I preached. So I kind of, I had the title in my head and it went on the back burner. 
And that really helped me to understand the importance of taking it off the back burner and really doing what I've been called to do. Mm. So that led you to start taking some steps to make more space in your life for writing. Talk to us about this latest project. She said, yes. Who, is, who are the central characters? I guess I should say who are the central characters of the book. And talk to us a little bit about how it's designed to impact the reader. Sure. The main character of the book is Mary, the mother of Jesus, in conversation with the angel who visited her to let her know she had an assignment. So I take the reader on a journey of how Mary came to the understanding of her need to answer the call to purpose on her life and come to understand how impactful that would be. And for your listeners, obviously, you know, as believers, we know the story, which is usually around Christmas time. We hear about the angel visiting Mary and telling her that she's been chosen for an assignment by God to carry and give birth to Jesus Christ, who is our savior. Mm -hmm. So Mary is the main character of the book, but you also weave in a bit of your story to help the reader understand the importance of answering the call to purpose. So Mary's a great example of this. And then you sharing your story and your journey helps provide an additional reference point. For the purpose of our audience, Daphne, how would you define purpose? This is a word that we hear a lot. And I can think back to even the purpose-driven series that got so much attention at one time. It's such a common term that people could even start to not fully understand what it means or how it impacts them. So first of all, how would you define purpose? And then why is it so important for us to figure out what our purpose is? Sure. In the context of just if we were to think of a dictionary definition, it would be the reason something is made and that it has an intended use. Mm -hmm. And when we look at it from a spiritual perspective, we know that God is our creator. So the reason God created us, he created us with a purpose and he created us on purpose. And it was his intent and desire that we would live out that purpose so that it would bring impact and benefit to others. So at the end of the day, if we walk in our purpose or live in our purpose, then we are going to contribute to society, to the world and make things better, even if it's just for one person, by doing that thing that God put in us to do. Mm -hmm. And for you, you had this realization that you needed to focus more on writing as a part of your purpose. And so that led to the birthing of this, she said, yes, project. But it's even bigger than that, right? Because purpose can be expressed in many different ways. And what's interesting about this is that the seeds of purpose were planted in you so long ago, like ever since you could remember. So now that the book is out there, let's talk a little bit about what the audience can learn from this book. So the premise is that everyone has a purpose 
And if we've been stalling or allowing things to get on the back burner, that now is the time to say yes to that call. You use Mary as the principal character for this book. Talk to us about how you guide the reader through the journey of discovering purpose. Sure. First of all, I would say that the main important theme for the reader would be to understand that you have purpose. You were created on purpose, with a purpose, and you do what it is God put in your heart to do in a way that's unique that no one else can imitate or duplicate. And I think that if we align ourselves with our purpose, that gives us an opportunity to meet a need. And I would even venture to say that someone's really actually waiting on you to do your purpose. And I'll go back to the example with um, my first book that had I not written that book and here's this young woman in this shelter with a need, her need could have been unmet, but because I was obedient, I was able to deliver what God put in my heart to do, not knowing that me saying yes to that would ultimately be of benefit to that young woman. And I'm so glad he gave me the opportunity to see that because that cements it for me that I don't want to hesitate and I don't want to leave things on the back burner anymore because I understand now that it's important, not just for me, but for someone who could be waiting for me. I think the other thing I want the readers to understand about purpose is that when you're not doing what it is that you've been created to do, designed for, that you feel out of alignment, that you often have a nagging feeling that really won't be satisfied until you say yes. And my example was that when I preached the sermon, she said yes, in October of 2018, I would always hear people saying, oh, I'm so glad I said yes, or she said yes, or say yes. I mean, it was literally in the atmosphere. And I would always, my ears would always perk up and I'd go, okay, I'm hearing you, Lord. I know there is something I need to be doing with she said yes. And so I equate that to God not letting you go until you say yes. And so I help the reader to understand the importance of getting in alignment with their purpose. And, you know, that pain point of not being in alignment will not go away until you say yes. And then I think the third thing I would say the reader could get from my book is understanding that your yes will bear fruit. There will be an impact. There will be something that could possibly outlive you, or it could be something that will help someone and benefit someone in a way that could save them, you know, from a dire situation. You never know what that will be. And honestly, if it's just one person, you've done your job. So I don't want you to have the idea that your yes has to be grandiose. It can be small, but know that your yes was created with intention. And God, like you said, he's strategic. So he has a plan in mind for your yes. And it's really just up to you to go ahead and answer the call. It's up to you to answer the call. And I love how you kind of have that picture of the phone. (laughs) Pick up the phone answer the call that you've received from God. And truthfully, you've probably received the call for some time. So there's someone that's listening to us, that's watching us right now, that this is not a new 
subject. This is something that God has been tugging at their heart over and over again, as you said, once God puts something on our heart, if we don't answer the call, he's going to keep bringing it back. We're not in alignment. So it's kind of staying there in the back of our mind. So there's, there's someone right now that's watching this discussion and they know that they have a bigger purpose, that there is more for them, but they're also thinking about, and you talk about this and she said, yes, they're thinking about their responsibilities at work. They're thinking about their role as a mom. They're thinking about their ministry commitments. Maybe they're like you and, and they serve in ministry. They're thinking about all the things that could lead them to say no. <laughs> and because you've been through this journey and you're now on a mission to encourage others, I wonder if you could just speak to that woman or man that may be listening right now. Why, Daphne, is it important that it come off the back burner as you described it? Why do they need to say yes to the call now? Wow. You know, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I have to tell you, this just really dropped in my spirit. We know that 2020 was a year unlike any other we've ever experienced. And the reality is that people have been leaving here unexpectedly and at a rapid pace. Mm -hmm. And for me, my feeling was this is urgent because I don't want to leave here without getting my work done. That thing that God has called me to do, I don't want it to still be in me when my time is up here. So I would say that that is part of the urgency that you don't know. Time is not promised to you. So you don't know when tomorrow's not promised. So mm -hmm. it's urgent that you do it now, that you make some steps, get your mind right and create some practical steps to just be clear on what your next move needs to be and make the commitment to say yes. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not an overnight process. And of course, it took me, you know, some time to get there. But when I realized that, you know, literally it was like a wake up call, you know, that time isn't promised. So I knew that I needed to get about doing what I knew God was calling me to do. And that's why I'm encouraging others to do the same. Mm -hmm. And so this book, she said, yes, is designed to be a resource as you are thinking through the three items that you gave us, you know, God created us for a purpose. We've got to be in alignment with what he's called us to do or else we're going to be able to tell <laughs> that we're not in alignment and there is fruit that is destined to come from our yes. But your book is going to help us kind of put it all in perspective and get clarity. One of the things that I loved, audience, as you're listening about Daphne's book is there were tons of reflection questions, questions that were designed to get you to step back after you just read this chapter and really think about how it applies to you. And what is, I think, more importantly, would you agree, what is God saying to you through this chapter? Yes. So what is it that God wants you to take away from this experience? So I envision it very much, even though maybe it's not designed quite like a journal, it can certainly be a companion that helps the reader think through those questions, journal their thoughts, and together it helps them to kind of come up with their own action plan to answering the call to purpose. They need the clarity, 
and the structure and the guidance that you provide through this book. So well done. I'd love to make sure that our audience is able to continue this journey. You've talked about why it's so important that they do it now. And I think often what happens, Daphne, when we hear a message like this and we know that it's for us, the problem is we don't know what to do next. So that's the great thing about in this instance, there's a practical next step that the audience can take and partner with you to get on the journey to purpose. So tell us where our audience can get a copy of a book and become a part of your community. Sure. Um, My book is available on my website and that's at www.shesaidyes.live. And I also have a Facebook presence and there's a Facebook page also by the title, She Said Yes Live. Awesome. Well, Daphne, if you could give just one final word of encouragement as we prepare to wrap up. And we thank you so much for being here. I wonder if you could speak to the author that is out there that has a message. (laughs) What would you say specifically to the, because we've talked about uh, saying yes in general, but you know, our audience are authors that are already published or aspiring authors. What final one piece of advice would you give to our crew? I would say get that project off the back burner and go ahead and write that book and publish that book because someone is waiting for what it is that God put in you in order to help free them from something that they're going through. So you could be saving someone's sanity or someone's life by delivering the message that God placed in you. And the longer you hold yourself up, you're holding them up too. Hmm. Perfectly said. Daphne, thank you so much for being here with us. It's been a pleasure to spend some time with you talking about your projects, and we wish you much success in the road ahead. Thank you so much. I appreciate our time together. And also, I just enjoy working with you as well. So thank you for that as well. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.